Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back. We are your hosts, Athena Memes, and today's episode, we're going to discuss a hot topic that most parents, I believe, struggle with maintaining, and that is date night. Do you have a date night, Memes, that you try to squeeze in there? Yes. So the way our current childcare schedule falls, it mostly is Fridays after work so I um get to she's my daughter the little one is with family our teenager is pretty independent um so he usually has plans or and then at times when he doesn't have plans he's really a homebody so he's home by a certain time after basketball practice or just after school and so it allows us to I get out a little earlier. I have a little downtime. So if I did need to do anything work-related, I don't tend to leave work for Friday. I think that's a bad habit with students. <laughs> um, and they would love you to oh, be there you don't, on Friday you don't work afternoon. in my world? <laughs> they would love for you to be there on Friday afternoon. But I'm like, do you know what day of the week it is? You know what that's the beginning of? Your weekend? Yeah, I have a weekend too. See you on Monday. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta love the three o'clock meetings. It's like seriously, <laughs> this we couldn't find time on Thursday to talk about this. Um, but that's kind of what we cycle through as well. So sometimes our he gets out after, so I'll meet him in his part of Manhattan. There's lots of restaurants. There's movies. There we could, if the weather is nice, we could just walk by Central Park or do. We have options um, close to his job, so the time in between will let me not have to like rush out of work. It also, um, if there is traffic, it gives me time to get there, park the vehicle, um, and then we kind of cycle. Sometimes it's needed conversation. What I'd like us to kind of be more regular about is having the weekly chat about the calendar or chat about the budget um and then one that's of not them a date to be, no but <laughs> no but one of, for people because that that's is the, not your date <laughs> no definitely but one of them monthly being just the downtime romantic because we don't really have just uninterrupted uh talk time at a time that it's not tired end of the day crashing like once you've put the kids to bed during the week Sometimes I just crash from there because I have such early mornings. Um, or even if we are, if I am awake a few, like an hour, hour and a half, it's not really a headspace to have those conversations. So I, I like to cycle that time as like some time to catch up on needed conversations and then other time, at least once a month, twice a month. For the most part now, it's all recreation. It's all just whatever we want to do. But because we... we have that carved out time like on a Sunday afternoon or and sun Saturday is our ballet kind of run errands have events um it I would just rather it be a time that we're not feeling obligated to other things or that it gets interrupted because since that Friday time for the most part um we can have a good 
two to three hours. I would like once a month to be a business one. And then two of them could be um, so, dinner, so conversation. So do you guys have like a, a reoccurrence? Like what's your reoccurrence? You're saying monthly right now? Yes. Or yes. is it weekly? Okay. So, so you guys get together once a month? Yes. Per um, date. It, and there are some months that it really could be three times of the month. And that's why I'm explaining that some, like it might serve for other things. Um, because one of them, because it is that we could each kind of do our own solo adult thing um, versus date night. Like if there's an after work thing for him or an after work happy hour for me or, or if I just want to get together with one other person or make plans for that evening, we just know it's covered. So that's really the space that is more consistent where it won't require a babysitter um, and it can kind of happen organically regularly in our schedule. And what we like to do sometimes oh, that's we, really nice. Yeah, sometimes we plan um, a movie we want to see or a specific place we want to dine. Um, we really haven't booked theater too much, but that possibly would be available for Fridays. Um, the other thing we've done is like this upcoming week that I have off for Thanksgiving. Last year, we <laughs> this is what I'm talking about with the regularly scheduled thing. We planned, you know, our daughter would go to daycare, he would take off while I had the time off, and then we were planning on going to the spy museum and like doing those kinds of things that usually we do as a family, but we would find something that um, is a museum or lunch date or a day in the city or something outdoorsy. And then our daughter got sick. <laughs> so he was, of he, course, he, the we typical both... <laughs> date night squasher. Exactly. So that's why I feel like the the Friday, I don't think we, it would be nice to have a Friday night date night every Friday that's just leisure. But sometimes because the other things interrupt or can't be regular, I would, I would, I would like to garner one business one and then two dates a month. <laughs> That's a that's a high standard, folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would put that out there because, honestly, like first of all, ground rules for date night: no children allowed. Of course, <laughs> like, of course, that's number one. Doesn't count if you have the toddler sitting at the table with you at a fancy restaurant. Yeah, Does I, not count as a date night. Think we that's should, a family dinner. <laughs> I think um, it, as I was thinking about this planning, um, one of our episodes to be about how to plan those the family friendly restaurants, your favorite places, like you know that so that. Even socializing doesn't feel like such a burden with the kids because you're thinking yeah. about the other things. I think that would be a great future episode. Yeah, that would be a good one. I need tips on that. I even need tips on this because th- hearing you talk about like possibly twice a month date night and one business <laughs> date night, like three in a three in a month. I'm like me and my husband are on like a twice a year Mm -hmm. date night (laughs) and it's always in our intention to like have a once a month date night but it just never happens and it might be the quantity of children we have that occupy (laughs) our Friday nights or and it's always like weird um timings that we always have to do it like usually it's a it's never a consistent day of the week that we actually like get away like I think the last time we had a date night was or date was a couple months ago in the summer and we both randomly took a PTO day 
on like a Tuesday to go golfing and just hang out. And I will say like on our dates, we never, we try like our rule for our dates is that we don't talk about the kids, which is really, really hard for me, no matter how torn I feel about hanging out with my kids or being at work, even being on my dates with my husband, I go through the same conflict because I'm like, what else can I talk about besides work and my kids? There has to be something else I can possibly talk about. Um, so that's one of our rules is don't talk about the kids and try not to talk about work um, at all. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. No, those are, good, movies, those are good rules. Events. Those are yeah. good rules. Um, yeah, to kind of sanctify that time so it doesn't feel like you're because, you know, it's my husband, so we've been married for, what, 13 years or whatever. And so it's like, let's not make it feel like we're still sitting on the couch at home watching a television show or playing a video game. Let's actually make it feel like a date, like when we first started dating. No, definitely. <laughs> get those sparks and again. <laughs> that's why I think it's also interesting what your other habits are, because I'll read the paper daily. I do not, don't judge Torn Tribe. And um, please don't judge Torn Tribe. (laughs) I'll ask nicely. Um, And then I like to read a lot of different things and listen to podcasts. And like I, you know, our our setup work-wise PDs are different. So I feel like it's also a great space to kind of share those kinds of things. And then we're in completely different industries. So it kind of offers, I think my bar might be, because it can happen a little bit more often, my bar is a little lower of like what the quality of the thing is. Um, Like it could be an evening that we're not going too far from home, but it's like the picking him up so he's not taking the train for an hour and a half and then getting to like listen to something and then stop off and just have a meal. You know, like I said, it could just be dinner. It could just be figuring out dinner. Um, but I think I definitely will try to incorporate that. Don't talk about work. And we tend not to talk about the kids, but don't talk about work. <laughs> That's not a problem for you guys. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like... uh... <laughs> That's hilarious. But it's no, hard and... with work because you do it for so many hours that it's almost like that's who you're around. When we're not with each other, we're with these people, you know? So Yeah, it's... no, totally. And especially in our culture, right? Because yeah. I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was talking about how much in our culture within the first five seconds, if you're at an American party here in the States, the question you're going to get asked, and this was my like dreaded question when I was a stay-at-home mom, I'm like, how can I fancy this up so it doesn't sound like I do nothing because you totally deserve respect when you're a stay-at-home mom Definitely. for what you do. Um, but you get asked, so what do you do for a and But in other cultures or uh, around the world, like that, you never talk about living. It's actually offensive in certain mm. cultures. So... Which is really interesting for me to hear because I was like, oh, my gosh, I got to get a better first question when I meet someone. And um, I think the reason I mentioned like the quantity of dates versus like the ground rules for dates is to show that it's different for every couple. And I think it also depends on what your weekly habits are. Like for me and my husband, date nights are so rare and we treasure them so much though, because we do hang out every single evening. Mm -hmm. Like 
our household, many parents like look at us like we're crazy, but we tell people we're like, no, at seven o'clock, all four of our kids have to go to their room. And like the mom and dad words, those titles are no longer spoken after seven o'clock. We put those titles to bed and it's me and Steve time. Um, so we get those those times every single evening um, on a weekly basis. So when we actually go out on a date, you know, that's why I was like, oh, talk about business. But now that I think about it, it's like, well, I sit with him every night and we do logistics and we talk about the kids or we catch up about work. Mm-hmm. And that's why our ground rules when we go out, it's like, let's not make this feel like every our night. seven o'clock. Yeah. yeah. Hanging out on the couch conversation. But let's see what else we're getting into. So, but it also encourages us to become more than just our jobs and become more than just our children. Definitely. Um, <laughs> so I was going to force me to be like, oh, I got to become an interesting person. And I was going to add in that the being able to do this more often just because our daughter is with someone on Fridays is, is, is also a, a stage because you're busy you it's the number of your children but it's also your sacrificing of that time for their growth because there's things they're part of or there's other commitments that you make on that time and we're just not in that stage but I foresee in the near future my Friday night if I'm not the carpool I'm you know so it, it's also I Correct. think um the stages is something to consider and it's it kind of gives you the light at the end of the tunnel Um, when I say that our 17 year old kind of has his own Friday. So, you know, we're at a point where even like currently my little one is with her grandmother because the the two little ones just decide um, we have our six year old is here this weekend and the three year old and they're both staying with the in-laws and it's, that's rare, but it's because it's a holiday week and schedules and trying to like, uh, blended family, you know, stepchildren, all these dynamics that come into play. But so this evening, we kind of have time for ourselves, which is unexpected. And it's not a date night, but it will be more, we're in transition for other reasons and we'll just be taking care of things. But we will have a space where it's, we're not doing bedtime. Um, and our 17 year old's kind of keeping to himself. And I think it's more like, <laughs> don't get bored and try to be encroach on my space because you don't have anyone <laughs> to tend to it's like I'm good I'm good don't ask me five extra times how I'm doing or if I need anything because you guys are bored <laughs> yeah um but it is so for those of you out there that haven't worked it into the schedule or haven't found a trusted babysitter or don't have family around it's also the light at the end of the tunnels that there's phases and other things will shift and when it's age appropriate and you know the the schedule and work and all those things fall into place that also looks different so it can be a couple of times a year it can be more and then it'll shift to some other phase at another time yeah and keep it exciting because eventually you'll be an empty nester and then all you'll have are these date nights (laughs) or at least that's the thought right well the thing is that it's also like you want to have kept the fire alive so that when it is just you you still enjoy each other's company and (laughs) and want more time with each other rather than feeling distant or like your roles have out 
you know, your roles for other people have outweighed what you are to each other because you can get very consumed in the nurturing, the providing, you know, of each other, but mostly of the ones who are dependent because you're both adults, <laughs> right? And then when that's less <laughs> that's of a the burden, thought, yes. Yeah, that's the hope. <laughs> um, but then when those that are less dependent, you know, as it shifts through the time, you want to still have the spark and you want to have things in common and things you enjoy to do. But I, I think I also encourage, like, rather than having... I think other outlets so that the things you do together could be things you're asking your partner to explore new things. You're open to exploring new things, but that sometimes it doesn't have to be that both of you like everything in each other's lives. And that was something that was really hard for me to understand. Um, and my friends with who are veterans and their married life just shared how they broach having different interests so that it doesn't encroach on like their expectation of what the date night or the one-on-one -on -one time is like. Yeah, those are all good tips. I was going to ask you, um, what is one of the, one of your favorite date nights that you've had either this year or in the past years? If there's one specific date night activity that you guys did that you like to share with everyone. I always enjoy um, when we go dancing. So even if it's at an event, at a birthday, it's something that includes us having dancing in our evening. I really enjoy. Mostly Ooh. because we were high school sweethearts and I was so terribly shy then that I didn't really dance with him. That now we have like a whole different dance floor persona. <laughs> you've grown and matured yeah <laughs> or or they've taken lessons and learned how to dance <laughs> one of the two <laughs> take your vote of which one's true <laughs> i would say see i'm not a dancer folks i don't know if you could get that through the phone but or through the podcast yeah i'm not a dancer by any means and I would drop dead if I ended up on a dance floor um but <laughs> on a date I'm just like no oh, no um and one of their one of my favorite dates that we did and it's because we're strictly nerds and I love puzzles <laughs> is me and Steve actually did an escape room just nice. us two and it was supposed to be an escape room for like a group of eight or something <laughs> like that. And the guy, and of course, no being, bragging, no bragging. That yeah. It took your two brains <laughs> I know, to bust it faster than eight people. <laughs> but of course that like motivated me and it it was hilarious for us to kind of work together because that's what we end and we ended up realizing that we solved a lot of the puzzles like separately and like screaming at each other across the room to like hurry up because <laughs> we, we both felt the pressure of like having to do better than a team that we knew previously that went to the, <laughs> to the escape room so our competitive nature so anything that like embraces our competitive nature like sports or escape rooms or anything like that I found we really enjoy doing together um but th that was my favorite date night that we've done so far that's great so um now 
for my favorite part of the show. <laughs> the mend. And now for our mend segment, where we share a highlight from the week. That's so funny, because I think earlier this week, I definitely had, like, an idea. I was like, oh, my mat. And it has totally fallen out of my mind. So you go first. Now, okay. <laughs> well, I just had this um, epiphany the other day. I was running on the treadmill, and I was listening to this, like, teaching. And it was talking about, like, all these unnatural feelings about motherhood. And, like, the one feeling that I've always felt, even though, it like, even, like, starting parenting with adoption, it was loving my child and how that feeling never felt unnatural. And so I was thinking about that. And then I was just laying in bed with my seven-year-old. And he was talking about how God loves us and how God loves us more than what we love him. And he's like, and how could that possibly be? And I said, well, you'll kind of, you'll begin to understand like a fraction of that when you become a parent. And so he asked me, when did I start loving him? And I'm like, <laughs> I honestly can't remember when I started loving you. You know, like there, it wasn't like, a, like, I don't remember the, the clock starting. Like, oh, now I love Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, oh, now I love... But it's like, um, I couldn't really explain it to him because I'm like, it, it's a weird thing. Love is a very like abstract thing, but you can feel it, you know? So that, that was my men, like realizing that no matter how torn I feel uh, within my motherhood journey, the one thing that I can cling to is that it was never unnatural. It, became, it was a very natural thing to love my children. Yeah. Can you remember your men now? Yes. Um, so I, I'm always really, really grateful and a big promoter, not that this gentleman needs any promotion, but of um, Deepak Chopra's 21 Day Meditations. They started with Oprah and now he just has continued that to unveil about every three to six months a new topic. And this last one is mostly about it's labeled empowerment but what I found so grounding I definitely took our tips from our last um, episode of finding a moment at whatever point and what I really cherished about it was I will say it reinforced something an epiphany or conclusion I came with before so you know who doesn't like to have their idea pat on the back and then it was that empowerment was being rolled out in a piece of security, like our development. And he kind of references Maslow's hierarchy of needs and like security, um, achievement, moving on through consciousness and like getting to a piece of enlightenment, this idea of your connection to an unbounded universe and unbounded consciousness. But the other part of empowerment was relationships and it was love and it was transformation and it was exactly the message I needed, which I have to say that in my, my view of 
the evolution of your life and the journey of your life that that's what I found through these med- these meditations and these 21 day um, topics is that from about 2000 and I want to say 2008, 2009 till now, maybe I'm getting the years off, but the topics have come to my life when they were supposed to. Like my, the very first one is the meditation where I shared one of the days, the day Soph was born. Then her name was one of the meditation, her middle name, Grace, was one of the meditations as well. And at this juncture, I just feel this idea of empowerment, but through these ideas of love and relationships and transformation were exactly what I needed to like push me on several fronts to another level. And I, I just like when grace and the universe and my higher being speak to me that way. And it, it grounds me for everyone else around me. And I appreciate that. That's awesome. We all love feeling empowered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, that's good stuff. Well, we will also love to hear from our Torn Tribe, um, your men's or your ideas for date nights or how you weave that into your busy schedules. Um, also, would love for you guys to rate this podcast. Um, and get in contact with us. So memes, let our folks know how they can get in contact with us. Please reach us via email at tornmlb at gmail.com. We are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at tornmlb. Please share the gift of podcasts with those around you, and we'd love to hear from you soon. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose Choose grace. grace.